Okay, we are on the air. This is Sci-Fi Talk Live, my episode 62. Going to do these, you know, pretty much every month if we can. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You can also join me as a co-host or also as a live call-in if you're on the Podbeam app. So there you go. So let's raise the volume just a little bit there, and hopefully that'll uh, that'll work. Yeah, hopefully that does work. Okay, let's get into the news. As I always, I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics, and here are the headlines this week. Wonder Woman 3 is back on, according to Gal Gadot. Lando Calrissian gets a new Disney Plus series. The AFTRA SAG strike continues. Tim Burton reacts to the passing of Paul Rubens. That and so much more. Okay. Screen Rant reports that Gal Gadot is teaming to bring Wonder Woman 3 back to life. The actor said she is working with James Gunn and Peter Safran on a story, she told comicbook.com. She said, I love playing Wonder Woman. It's so close and dear to my heart. From what I heard, from James and Peter is that we're going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 together. There is more news at ScreenRant.com. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Collider reports that the brothers Glover are working on a new Lando Calrissian series for Disney+. Donald and Stephen Glover will pen the series, and former director Stephen Simeon has left the project. More on this at Collider.com. Deadline reports that Fran Dreschner called out the heads of television and film, con film, con <laughs> film <laughs> conglomerates, greed-driven and disrespectful, at a rally in New York. The strike approaches 20 days for SAG-AFTRA and 93 days for the Writers Guild. I certainly support them and hope they get the fair treatment they deserve. The whole thing with AI is definitely something that is uh, is on a lot of people's minds, you know. So, you know, it's like Brian Cranston gave that speech. He doesn't want to be replaced by a robot. And I certain, certainly agree with him on that. A Showbiz reports that director Tim Burton feels saddened and shocked by the death of Paul Rubens. He stated, I'll never forget how Paul helped me at the beginning of my career. It would not have happened without his support. He was a great artist. I'll miss him. Very shocking uh, death. Uh, and I was very uh, surprised, as all of us were, and certainly wish his family the most uh, condolences. So if you're on the Podbean map, you can also call in. And also, if you want to be a co-host on the Podbean map, you can do that as well. Just let me know. I'm constantly checking it. Justice League's Warlord is the latest animated film where Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and the Martian Manhunter find themselves in another world in gladiatorial games. According to We Got This Covered, it looks like it's going to get an R rating. And that's according to producers Jeff Wamister, Jim Krieg, and also Butch Luchik. It's because of the film's violence. Giant Freakin' Robot reports that a series based on the movie Labyrinth is in development. 
The Henson Company is also developing the series and a big screen sequel as well. Of course, we lost David Bowie, who was the lead in the film, a few years ago, so they will have to recast that, although I, the Goblin King is dead, as I understand it. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. It's something that I'm doing. It's called My Take, and today my take is on the film Gorgo. The movie was released in 1961, and it was the last of director Eugene Laurie's trio of monster films. He said he would no longer do monster films after this one. The film had a lot of people involved with the story, but it didn't diminish my nine-year-old self when I saw it on television. Bill Travers played Joe Ryan, who looks to exploit Gorgo and make some pounds. This is in the UK, after all. He did redeem himself as an actor years later in the hugely popular Born Free. With him is a pre-2001 William Sylvester calling playing the actor Sam's playing the character Sam Slade. He develops a conscience towards the end, towards freeing Gorgo. But the real scene stealer is Vincent Winter, who is shown as the little boy who is totally on freeing Gorgo. In later life, in later life, Vincent Winter worked on Superman the movie and Superman 3 as an assistant director and production manager. He was basically behind the scenes the rest of his career. He passed away in 1998. The plot is simple. Adventures Sam and Joe find this creature off the coast of a small Irish fishing village, and they actually shot it in a small Irish fishing village. And they captured it, making a deal with a circus in London to house Gorgo and charge admission. But there is the big catch. Gorgo is not fully grown. He's an infant. And mommy is bigger and badder going after her baby. The special effects, they decided to go with a man-in-the-suit method of monsters. What you do is you slow the film speed down to create the illusion of a big size. Gorgo and his mom's ears were manipulated to move slightly, which helped to kind of add some realism to the film. But I will say some of the buildings the mommy smashes look like bad Legos. But the set with the tower bridge in the background as Gorgo wades in the Thames is impressive. Also with some timely editing, with some timely editing and shooting scenes at night, the Gorgos are passable. Seeing it as an adult now and looking at it critically revealed its flaws. But the story of a mother rescuing her young still resonated with me as I did when I was nine years old. Recently, I saw it on Tubi, so you can catch it there. It is free on Tubi, if you don't mind the commercials. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Back to news, TV Line found that Marvel's secret invasion was not a great idea. The comic revealed a lot of heroes, but this series omitted any Avengers except for Rhodey Rhodes, with Don Cheadle returning, although he never gets into the suit. Some heroes were killed off, and that's disappointing. Emilia Clark was her usual fine self, and Olivia Colman's Sonia steals every scene she's in. She was fantastic. I found it disappointing, especially the end, really not being all that great. Deadline has a story on Twisted Metal based on the video game. 
Anthony Mackie grew up playing the game. He explained the game in a pre-strike interview to Deadline as it was just a bunch of people, a bunch of cars, who do you want to fight? So with the series, we were able to make their backstory and create a background where now you're invested in these characters. So when you go back and play the game, now you have a completely different relationship with these characters who are all in the game, said Mackie. All of the episodes are on Peacock. The interviews were done prior to the strike. Natalie Zutter on Tour.com shows her excitement in wanting to read Cassille's Sermon by Jacqueline Carey. Over 20 years after we met Cordes and Spy, Fedri Nodilnay, in Cushel's Dart, author Jacqueline Carey is revealing a new dimension of the Terre d'Ange by retelling the epic fantasy through the eyes of a warrior monk, Jocelyn Verule. Ever the storyteller, Fedri's expensive, narr expensive rather, narration deals with such a lush, thrilling upbringing and recounts everything from her last assassinations in the city of Yula to her battlefield negotiations. But hers is still only one perspective. We've been waiting a long time to find out what events shaped Jocelyn before he was assigned to become Pedri's bodyguard and to dwell in the incredible circumstances that challenged his vows to conceal and allowed him to reconsider what it means to love as thou wilt. There's more of this interesting review at tour.com. George R.R. R. Martin reveals that House of the Dragon continues filming despite the strike. He cites the shooting is half done. Speaking of Thrones, Giant Freaking Robot repost, reports rather that Maisie Williams stars an eye boy. She plays Lucy Walker, a close friend of Tom Harvey, played by Bill, Bill Milner, the protagonist who acquires extraordinary powers after a violent incident leaves him with fragments of his smartphone embedded in his brain. Is it a commentary on our tech use or teenagers' reliance on their phones? Who knows? There's more of that at Giant Freaking Robot. Collider reports that Neil Patrick Harris will star in one of the three Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials called The Giggle with David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Yes, he's the bad guy. Good news, too, Russell T. Davies returns as the showrunners. All three specials will get to the new Doctor Who. Again, if you want to call in, you can do that if you're on the Podbeam app. And also, if you want to be a co-host and put in your two cents, you can do that as well. Telltale has done it again with a new game based on The Expanse. Polygon reports that it may not contain the lovable cast of the Rosamante, just about everything else that made the show so compelling does have a return. First and, more, first and foremost, we have Cara G, who reprises her memorable role as Kamina Drummer and acts as the game's main character. It gives players control of a fiery, charismatic person, making it a long way to go to make the game's world more engrossing from the get-go. But your crew of misfit scrappers certainly aren't weak links. There's the curmudgeonly pilot, the hotshot former Marine, and an impeccably professional doctor who must be hiding something to be serving with a ragtag group like this. Bonus episode will be available in September, playing a great character's return.
Butch Lukas told Screen Rant that according to Giant Freakin' Robot, that plans for the animated Kingdom Come have been canceled. He said, we originally talked about DC's Kingdom Come after this, but changing regimes, we could not go forward with anything like that. Lukic told Screen Rant at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Alluding to DC studio bosses James Gunn and Peter Safran scrapping the project, the producers say they might incorporate it in the future within the new world. This joins the also scrapped Batman Beyond movie that was going to feature Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. So again, if you want to call in before we wrap up, that's fine. Uh, we will be doing another live show, and that will be in September. And, and once again, if you want to subscribe to Sci-Fi Talk Plus, you can do that on the show notes once it gets posted. And essentially, it is uh, a lifetime membership. You won't be asked to pay for it after a certain amount of time. It's for your lifetime. It's free. You'll get regular podcasts in addition, exclusive uh, shows, also commercial-free and uncensored, and all just by signing up. And it's a lifetime. It, it is limited, but I haven't set a date as to when it expires. So you have plenty of time to think it over. So check it out. It's in the show notes of this episode. So just all you got to do is sign up and you'll get a, you know, you'll get a code. And then once you're in, you can pick the player that you want to play the episodes on and you can play them on your phone. So real, real easy. All right. That's it. Uh, that's my Sci-Fi Talk Weekly, episode 62 for August 3rd, 2023. I'll be back with my regular non-live show next Thursday. I'll be live again in September. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks so much uh, for listening. You take care.